All right, good morning, East. Got a wave over here. Good morning. Good morning, West. Glad that West is joining us, and uh, maybe you're joining us online, however you're here this morning. Uh, we're glad that you're here at, uh, at Christ Church. Uh, you know, we're a church about lifting lives, elevating Christ, being a church for people that aren't uh, here yet. And uh, I'm uh, Pastor Bob, one of the pastors here at Christ Church, and today we're wrapping up uh, our transformed series, and that means next week, uh, Vicar Nathan's going to preach a message for us, and then the week after that, uh, we start a whole new series uh, called Relationship Vampires. How's that? <laughs> so what we do, we work really hard coming up with these names, right? Relationship Vampires, and uh, look at those uh, relationships and people in those relationships that just kind of, you know, suck the life out of you, right? And, and how do we deal with that? How do we respond to that? Uh, as Christ followers. So uh, that's coming up in, in uh, two weeks. We'll be here next week uh, for Vicar Nathan, and then uh, two weeks be here for uh, Relationship Vampires. But today we're wrapping up our series, uh, Transformed. And um, in the series, uh, hopefully you got it, we've been looking at how God does the heavy lifting of uh, transforming our lives. And today we're going to look at being transformed uh, as uh, kingdom citizens, right? Transform for kingdom uh, citizenship. Uh, the key verse that's been kind of guiding us every week, uh, it comes out of Romans uh, 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. Uh, and just to remind you, it's Paul talking, and Paul says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. And that's going to be obvious today, right? Uh, we're going to talk about today is, a, is what he does Right? What he has done for us. And, and we just get to receive and the significance of the way that changes, uh, not only the way we think, but also then the way that we uh, live. Uh, he says, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way uh, to worship him, right? He, he does the work we, we receive, we get changed, the way we think, the way we act, and all of that is, is pleasing, acceptable to him. But it puts us in contrast with the world. Right? And so it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And we're going to see this today. The conflict is obvious for, today, for us today as we talk about uh, kingdom uh, citizenship. But we've got to talk about it because that's the only way we're going to learn to know what God's will is for us and then be able to live that life that is good, pleasing, uh, and perfect, right? That pleases uh, him. So, uh, we'll go into transform for kingdom uh, citizenship. And the big kind of upfront learning is that we have to all understand uh, that whether you're already a Christ follower or not yet a Christ follower, uh, is that our world uh, is one of two kingdoms. That there's two kingdoms every single day actively at work uh, in our world. Uh, one is obviously the kingdom of this world, right? Just the kingdom of this world. And the other is uh, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, right? Variety of titles. But these two kingdoms are actively at work every single day. And the only question is, which kingdom will we find ourselves in at any moment as we live out our lives? Because we live in one kingdom or the other. And as Christ followers, if you're already a Christ follower, you, you probably float from kind of one kingdom uh, to another kingdom. 
the challenge for us, of course, is that the kingdom of this world is one that leads to death, destruction, and the kingdom of heaven is obviously one that leads to life. Now, let me prove that to you in terms of uh, the scripture. This is the Apostle Paul, right? We often call him Pastor Paul, uh, but a guy who had a transformation uh, in his life, right? He used to be a persecutor of the church, and now he was transformed and, and just changed the way he thinked and the way, the way he thought, the way he acted, and, and therefore became an advocate for Jesus, right? Paul says, uh, you used to live in sin. Notice, used to. Right? If you're a Christ follower, it's used to. There's a transformation that happens. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. How's the world live? What Paul tell you? Well, this is the way the world lives. Right? This is the kingdom of this world. That's what he's describing. He's saying, this is just the way it is. This, this is the kingdom of, of this world. It is a, a broken world that is self-focused and self-interested. And he would go so far as to say, not only is it self-focused and self-interested, but there is a power at work in this world that tries to take over your life. He says, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world, or obeying the commander of the powers uh, of the air. He's simply calling it out, saying, look, this is the way it is. You need to understand the way it is. There is the kingdom of this world. And the kingdom of this world is a pretty dark place. It, it's a broken place. And the one that rules the kingdom of this world is the evil one himself. And every single day, that kingdom is underway. The only question is, how much during a day do you live in that kingdom? He says every single day, the evil one is hard at work to get you to live in that kingdom under his influence and his authority. He says he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey. So he's saying, look, this is the way it is. There is just simply the kingdom of this world. And if you're not a Christ follower yet, you need to understand that's where you're living. That, that's what's going on in your life every single day. That's the influence. Now, this isn't simply uh, Paul. This is also Jesus himself, right? Jesus says, the time for judging this world has come when Satan, who is what? The ruler of this world, will be cast out. Jesus is acknowledging two things here. One, he's acknowledging who rules this world, the kingdom of this world. He's also acknowledging the battle that takes place when he intervenes. The battle that takes place between these two kingdoms, the kingdom of this world or the kingdom of heaven. Paul says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. He's saying, this is the way the world is. They don't think the same way. They, they, therefore, they don't act the same way. They haven't experienced transformation yet. He's saying, you just need to know. That is the kingdom of this world. And it is active every single day. Now, the challenge for us as Christ followers, if you're already a Christ follower, the challenge for us is that we live with one foot in that world. When you get up every day and you go out to live life, where do you live it? Well, out in that world. 
But you, you go out there knowing that's the way the world is. The difference is you also have another foot in a different kingdom. Paul says, all of us used to live that way. So you say, if you're a Christ follower, the kingdom of this world, that's what you live. That's what you knew. But something has changed. You used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and the inclinations of our sinful nature, by our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. We used to live just like, everything, like everyone else, only knowing the kingdom of this world and all its self-interests. I mean, just think about it. Is this world messed up? How many people do you think got killed this weekend? This world's messed up. This should not surprise us since we know who rules this world. <laughs> it shouldn't surprise us. But we have to face the reality that if you're apart from Christ, that's all you got. That's where you live. The difference for a Christ follower is there's something different going on. There's a different kingdom at work. Not because of what we, done, we do, but because of what God has done. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us, he gave it to us, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. What has God done for us? You see, what Scripture is trying to get us to understand is that, yes, there is the kingdom of this world. But when Jesus invaded this world, he brought about another kingdom. When he invades our lives, he brings the presence of another kingdom into our lives. That's why Paul says, for he raised us, notice the tense, Past tense, done deal. He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us, what tense? Past tense, done deal. Seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Something has changed. We don't live any longer simply subject to the kingdom of this world. If you're a Christ follower, you now live with a new kingdom working in your life. And you have been seated, you have been raised, and you now know the experience of the heavenly realm. What's he saying? The heavenly realm invades into our everyday as we live this life in this world as a Christ follower, we live in this tension of knowing the way the world is, and the evil one is always trying to get us to be under his influence in this broken, dark world. But we also live with the invasion of Christ into our lives, and Christ brings with him all the gifts of the heavenly realms. The Holy Spirit invades our lives. I mean, think about the gifts of the heavenly realms. Jesus is with his disciples, and he says, listen, I've got to leave. I've got to go away. But it is better for you if I go. Why? Because if I go, the Holy Spirit will come and be with you. The heavenly realms invades into our life, and the Holy Spirit now comes and is active every single day in our lives. Another word for the Holy Spirit is paraclete, right? I like that word because it's like, a cleat. It's like 
stuck on you, you know, just stapled to you. Right? When you're a Christ follower, the reality is, yes, you live in the kingdom of this world, but there's another kingdom at work. And that kingdom has invaded in Jesus and invades into our life every single day now, every single breath now, as the Holy Spirit continues to do his work in our life, to shield us, protect us, and keep calling us away from this world. That's why Paul tells the Colossians, for he has rescued us, past tense, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Do you see the transference? There's a transformation. There's a change now. You, you may start out not knowing Christ and living in the kingdom of this world, but when the heavenly realms invade and Jesus takes over your life, you get transferred now. You get transferred over to the kingdom of heaven. And now all the blessings of heaven begin to be active and working and pouring backwards into your life. Here's the transformational thought I hope you get. If you're a Christ follower, we live briefly in this world as citizens of heaven. That's our citizenship. That's what Jesus has accomplished. He has invaded and he's brought us back to life and he's given us a life that is a citizen of heaven. Paul says, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers or foreigners. You are citizens along with God's holy people. No longer strangers and foreigners. No, we are now strangers and foreigners to the kingdom of this world because we think different, we act different. We have something working in our life that the world doesn't have. We have in the heavenly realms pouring into our lives. Paul says, listen, I'll praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. We are a citizen of heaven. And the heavenly realms now invades into our everyday. And as it invades... It claims us as a citizen of heaven, no longer a citizen of this world. Now, does that mean we don't get to enjoy this world? No, of course we get to enjoy this world, right? That, that God created everything and he, and he wants us to enjoy this life. He wants to lift our lives and, and have us incredibly enjoy the life that we have as short as it is. He wants us to go ahead and enjoy great food. Go ahead and enjoy the beauty of creation. Heck, you can enjoy the wobble dance. <laughs> Nobody knows the wobble dance? Get this. The old guy in the room is ahead of you on the wobble dance. Okay. Google it when you get home. You're going to get hooked, right? Yeah. Going to get hooked on that. No, I'm not giving a demonstration. No, thank you. I don't wobble well. <laughs> thank you, though. Oh, confidence. I like it. Um, but think about this. Of course, we get to enjoy life. Here's the key. You ready? Here's the key. We get to enjoy this world. We just can't let it own us. It doesn't own us. Why? Because we're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven first. We're a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. We, we get to enjoy all the blessings of the heavenly realms. We get to come into this room every week and experience the presence 
of Jesus Christ. We, we get to come to the table every week and have him say to us, I love you. I forgive you. You're mine. I am totally committed to your life. The kingdom of this world doesn't get that. Citizens of heaven, that's what we get. That's why Paul says when it comes to this world, we're only temporary residents and foreigners. That's what Peter says. We're only temporary residents and foreigners. We should not become comfortable with this world. We are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. You've got to get the movement. You've got to get the path. See, a lot of times we think of the kingdom of heaven, we think, well, we're getting there, right? That we're going to the kingdom of heaven. That we're getting somewhere, sometime off to the kingdom of heaven. No. Banish that. Wrong direction. Wrong direction. The direction is always heaven breaks into us. It's always God breaking into our world. It's always God breaking into our lives. It's always grace overshadowing our lives. It's always Jesus invading our world. When he comes back and the trumpet sounds, it's him coming to us, bringing us the fullness of heaven. And in the meantime, even though we have one foot in this world and we have to deal with the struggle and temptations of this world, we live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And heaven spills backwards into our lives. It spills backwards into our lives. And that means that our thinking, our decisions, our priorities, the way we live life in this broken world is controlled by our citizenship of heaven. Our kingdom citizenship controls our worldly citizenship. As we live in this world, we live different. We live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And as those citizens, we live contrary to the world because the world is ruled by the power of darkness. We live ruled by Jesus Christ. And we put on the mind of Christ. And so we think his thoughts and we behave his way. That's what he called us to do. He called us to be citizens of heaven and to influence the darkness. How do we know that? He told you that. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, right? You are that light, and that light is a light that gives light to everyone in the house. See, we live as citizens of heaven, and we put on the mind of Christ, and we receive all of God's goodness, the heavenly realms breaking into our life every day, helping us deal with the brokenness of this world, and we influence others who are captured in the brokenness of this world. That's why Jesus said, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Who does he want to praise his heavenly Father? Uh, that would be everyone. Well, how's that going to happen? Because we live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Because we unleash in our lives 
the spiritual blessings of the heavenly realms. And we not only experience forgiveness for ourselves, but we go out here into this broken world ruled by the evil one, and we share that forgiveness with others. We're citizens of heaven, and we experience the incredible love of Christ over and over and over again. But we don't hoard that for ourselves. We go out here in the kingdom of darkness, and we love other people. Our lives as citizens of the kingdom of heaven are here for just a brief time. But in that time, we influence a broken world. Here's the kingdom thought. Here's the transformational thought. Our temporary time in this life constantly experiences and anticipates heaven. And we pass it on. As we live our lives, we live as citizens of heaven. That's why Scripture can say, for this world is not our permanent home. We're looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. He's saying, listen, here's what you get to do. For the life that you have, you get to live as a citizen of heaven. You get to know and experience the blessings of the heavenly realms as they pour back into your life. And as you do that, you do it in a broken world. Yeah, a hard world, a tempting world. But you get to influence that world. You get to let others know who are captured in that world, who are ruled by the evil one. You get to let them know there's a way of life that is better. Maybe you've uh, been like me, you've been to a funeral, and uh, one of the things, you know, I sometimes hear at a funeral is that uh, if they're a Christ follower or somebody in the family will say, you know, I just don't know how other people get through this without Jesus. Heard that before? Man, I just don't know how other people get through this uh, without Jesus. I think that every day. I do. I think that every day. I don't know how. Anybody could get through this broken world ruled only by the evil one. I don't know how you can live that way when Jesus offers you life. It's beyond my comprehension. I can't imagine not living as a citizen of heaven. And the privilege we get is to bring heaven into that broken world and make it real. Transformational thought. We live first as citizens of heaven and all we do brings the kingdom of heaven now. We're part of heaven invading this dark, broken world. Think about Jesus. Think about what happened to him. All right, so he invades the world as a baby down there in Bethlehem, right? He grows up. And then he starts his ministry. What happens? He goes and he gets baptized by John. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit invades. And then he's driven into the wilderness. And out in the wilderness, what happens? He goes toe-to-toe with the ruler of this world, right? He goes toe-to-toe with the ruler of this world. And he emerges from the wilderness, victorious. He emerges, and what does he say? Repent of your sins and turn to God, 
for the kingdom of heaven is near or the kingdom of heaven has come the kingdom of heaven invades it invades the kingdom of this world every day when we have transformational thinking that leads to transformational living that's why Paul said with our key verse don't copy the behavior and customs of this world that's that kingdom that's not your kingdom your kingdom is the kingdom of heaven think as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and so Paul would say listen we, we plead with you, we encourage you, we urge you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy. For he has called you to share in his kingdom, his glory. We are transformed to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And our lives here are so short. Compared to eternity, so short. And yet we're here to combat the darkness in our own life. We're here to enjoy this world as much as we can, but not to the level that it owns us. We're here to be owned as citizens of the kingdom of heaven and to be able to be heaven invading over and over and over again every day because there's some, there's some that just still don't know and all they can live with is the kingdom of this world. We, citizens of heaven, have the blessings of the heavenly realms breaking into our lives every single day. It's going to break into this room, bread and wine. It's going to break into this room when some kids come for water and words. And Jesus says, you're mine. Let's pray. Father, thanks. Thanks for breaking into this world, for not being afraid of the challenges and the darkness and the temptations, but going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the evil one for our sake. Lord, we live in this world. Every single day we, we have to do life in this world and in all of its challenges. But we just, we humbly ask in your love for us, invade every day. Let, let the blessings of the heavenly realms take over our lives and our thinking so that we would live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Help us when we falter and fail to trust in your grace, to rely on your mercy to once again be reclaimed to know the life that you would have for us. Encourage us this day to, uh, to, to see ourselves, to understand ourselves, to think of ourselves first and foremost as kingdom people, citizens of heaven, that we belong to you above everything else. So Lord, continue to invade. And let us be that influence and that light in a dark world that others would come to know the freedom and the life that you bring. We pray in Jesus' precious name.
Amen.